in jesus name we pray gracious father once again we stand before you and we are waiting upon you this is the time for us to receive from you lord whatever you store for us help us to receive it the way that you want us to receive let your anointing of your spirit rest upon each and every one of us lord open our spiritual eyes to the scriptures lord spiritual mind to receive your word in jesus most exalted name we pray amen praise the lord just as a continuation of the announcement what charles has said the coming two weeks he may not be around in the church and we are also going on leave for three weeks during our absence pastor monima and um, brother isaac austin will be there along with our pastor ayo please continue to give your support for any need or spiritual need please contact pastor monima pastor ayo and brother isaac austin and after two weeks brother claudie and brother leslie and brother sure and sudeep will come back thank you today is the it is called it is a communion service hope you all all remember we are all aware of it amen what do we do about communion service or what do we know about it last month also we heard a message on it and today i was led to continue from where he has left and something about the there are different terms used see we know around the world or in the world most of the churches are following this communion service do you agree do you agree on that everybody whether the believers you call the believers or uh, unbelievers or uh, christians they those who believe in the lord jesus christ they all are doing or having this communion service regularly on their according to their convenience or they may use the different terms or the different methods but they all follow or having the communion service in the churches and we as a bread of life fellowship we also having a different pattern or a procedure for our communion service that you know and let us think very specially today what is the communion or who can take part in this communion there are terms as i said if you open the gospel in all the four gospel record this about the jesus christ who celebrated passover with his disciples when you look at matthew it is from matthew 26 from verse 17 in mark chapter 14 from verses 12 to 72 in luke chapter 22 verses 1 to 65 in the gospel of john it is chapter 13 from verses 
1 to 18 or even 27 so what do we know from this is it is so important when something is recorded in all four gospel it is not just important it is very 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 important church doctrine that we all in the sense we as a children of god as a believer of god should have all know our whole knowledge about this event so the lord's supper is variously designated as i said in the new testament it is called in acts 2 verse 42 it is a breaking of bread it is called the breaking of bread and in acts 20 verse 7 it is said the break bread in first corinthian chapter 10 it is said the lord's table the lord's table in first corinthian chapter 10 and in first corinthian chapter 10 verse 16 says the communion so the lord's supper is very important action in the lord's days worship the lord's supper belongs to the assembly the church and it has been together it has to be done not individually and as a church and as a congregation it should be done so what what is the origin of this lord's supper so as i said from the all the four gospel records and begins with on the day of the passover or the day of the unleavened bread the jesus christ as the disciples to go and prepare the passover even last month you heard about what is the passover even before that you know you are aware what the passover means to us let us see from the scripture once more one more time what it is and from that we will have and get some of the ideas or we will understand it let us turn to exodus chapter 12 even though it is the whole chapter let me read it from 1 to 14 exodus chapter 12 verses from 1 to 14 the passover instituted verse 1 now the lord spoke to moses and aaron in the land of egypt saying this month shall be your beginning of months it shall be the first month of the years to you so we know from where god speaking it is from egypt and the specific month and the year verse 3 speak to all the congregation of israel saying one of the 10th of this month every man shall take for himself a lamb according to the house of his father a lamb for a household and if the household is too small for the lamb let him and and his neighbor next to his house 
Take it according to the number of the persons, according to each man's need, you shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. Now, you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month. Then, the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill at the twilight, and they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses where they eat it, eat it. Then they shall eat the flesh on that night, roasted in fire, with unleavened bread, and with the bitter herbs they shall eat it. Do not eat it raw, nor boiled at all with water, but roasted in fire, it is ate with its legs and its entrails. You shall let none of it remain until morning, and what remains of it until morning you shall burn with fire. And thus you shall eat it, with a belt on your waist, and sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. It is the Lord's Passover. Verse 12. For I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night, and will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both men and beasts, and against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. So this day shall be to you a memorial, and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. You shall keep it as a feast by an everlasting ordinance. There I stop it. So what are the things here? We learn. There are many things. As, in, as, I say, as we read from this scripture, first of all, in 12.11 it says, It is the Lord Passover. Before that it is said, It is prepared on a particular day, on particular month, and particular year. And this has to be prepared in advance. And verse 14 says, it is a memorial day. It is not only called as a Passover, and it is a memorial day. Verse 14 it says, it is the feast of the Lord for our generations. It is not once in one, only in once in a year, a year for them, once in a time, and it is forever. It is for all generations. And the same verse says, it is an everlasting ordinance. 
it is an everlasting ordinance of his people with the lord and also it is say we know from verse 27 it is a sacrifice it is a sacrifice when you look at it from verse 27 verse 27 says it shall be when your children say to you what do you mean by this service it is a service that you shall say to them it is the passover sacrifice of the lord who passed over the houses of children of israel in egypt when he struck the egyptians and delivered our household it is a day of deliverance and also it continues so the people bowed their heads and worship that is the day of worship then the children of israel went away and did so just as the lord had commanded moses and aaron so again it is said it is a commandment so what all the things we learn from here it is a sacrifice it is an ordinance it is not a just an ordinance it is a everlasting ordinance and it is the worship act of worship and it is a commandment from god so we are not as a church doing this as a conducting this communion service just as a ritual or just to follow somebody we are not following somebody we follow this according to the instruction and the commandment of the lord of our god who is the living who is the same god who was in the old testament time who was in our in the new testament time and who is with us even right now with amen so we do this as per the instruction and commandment of the lord and when we do so we remember the sacrifices and it is a and it is the act of worship it is a worship furthermore there are some regulations that is most important we don't read it but still when you look at it from verse 43 from what 43 to 15 because of the time i'll read only three scriptures verse 43 says and the lord said to moses and aaron this is called the passover regulations this is the ordinance of the passover what is it no foreigner shall eat it who are the foreigners those who are not belongs to israelite those who are not belongs to children of god the nation the israelites as a nation god has chosen them they are called the chosen generation we are called the scripture says we are the chosen generation we are the spiritual israelites in the sight of god and the bible says here in the old testament this this ordinance of the passover has to be no foreigner shall eat it verse 47 says it is for all the congregation all the congregation of israel shall keep it not as an individual 
when we have the Passover or the Lord's Supper, we come together as a congregation. We come together as a church. We come together as the children of God. Amen? That is the condition. Verse 50 says, Thus, all the children of Israel did as the Lord commanded Moses and Aaron. All the children of God did it as per the Lord commanded to Moses and Aaron. We, as the servants of God, do this as per the commandment of the Lord, which is in the book of the law. That is in the Bible. Amen? Do you understand this so far? Yes. Let's move on to the gospel. When we come to the New Testament, Jesus Christ himself became the Passover lamb for all of us. The holy and the righteous, the sinless, blameless, the man of God, the God himself, the son of God, gave himself as a living sacrifice for us once and for all, so that we need not do that anymore. Amen? That is the great privilege. That sub the Passover, he demonstrated to his disciples. When you look at it from one, there, even though it is mentioned in all four Gospels, let us see that in one of the Gospels, Matthew 26. Let us turn to Matthew 26, from verse 17 to 28. From 17 it says, Jesus celebrates the Passover with his disciples. So again, one more thing we learn. Having the Lord's Supper or the communion is a celebration. We come together as the children of God, as a congregation, to celebrate. What do we celebrate? What do we celebrate? The victory that God has given to us. Amen? No. I don't accept. I don't believe that you accept, you believe it. Because your amen says that. Proves that. Whenever we come to the Lord's table, together as a church and as a congregation, we celebrate, we celebrate the victory what God has given to us. Praise God. It is only 50% of you, some of you, maybe skipping silent, maybe you may not understood about it. I will take it in that way. Anyhow, let's go to the gospel. Verse 17. Now on the first day of the feast of the unleavened bread of bread, the disciples came to Jesus saying to him, Where do you want us to prepare you to eat the Passover? The same day. And he said, Go into the city to a certain man and say to him, 
the teacher says, my time is at hand, and I will keep the Passover at your house my, with my disciples. So the disciples did as Jesus has directed them. And they prepared the Passover when the evening had come. It is called the Lord's Supper, the other terminology for the Lord's table or the communion is the Lord's Supper. Why it was done or prepared or had on in the evening, in the night. So what is here we learn? It has to be prepared in advance. That means we as a children of God to prepare ourselves to come together in union. Amen? Amen? Verse 26. I move on. Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed, and broke it, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup and gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Another thing we learn here is, it is the new covenant Jesus Christ made. In the Passover in the Old Testament, Exodus, what we read, that is the ordinance, the covenant what was made between God and the Israelites. And here, Jesus Christ is making a new covenant between whom? Jesus Christ and us. And one more thing is there. To, to whom it is prepared and to whom it is had? Along with his own disciples. See, in the time of Jesus Christ, multitude of people followed him for different reasons. Some of them followed him for his teaching. Some of them followed him just to have fun and see what he is going to do. Some of them, they brought somebody just to know about him. Some of them followed him just to find fault from him. So there are many, many reasons. And they were multitude. They are not letting him to take rest also. Sometimes when he was chosen to go for the solitary place, they were running towards the other side of it. And they surrounded him. So this communion, the Lord's Supper, or the Lord's Supper, the Passover was not prepared along with the multitude. It is for his own people. Let us remember and keep it in our mind. This, the Lord's table is prepared for God's children. God's disciples. Those who follow him. Following him in the sense. It is not just walking and following their footsteps. What the Lord followed and put their footsteps. Following in the sense. Obeying, listening everything what he teaches, 
and doing everything what he is taught us. That means, following the commandments and the laws and the regulation, the principles of heaven, the kingdom principle, whatever the Jesus Christ has taught us, we have to listen, understand and follow him. Why? Believing in his word. I believe who we are here in this hall, we all believe in everything what Jesus Christ has commanded us. <laughs> Very good. Are you sleeping? Already said that it is too early to sleep. So don't start your sleeping even right now. There are many things to yet to be done to hear. Are you ready? Thank you. So the Lord's Supper, so what we learn from here is, it is called the breaking of bread. Those who are gladly received, uh, yeah, in the mighty gospel what we read, it is the same pattern of what was done or did in the time of the Old Testament time. So it is a same particular people and prepared for them. And it was, since as I said, it is prepared in the evening, it is called Lord's Supper. And it is a new covenant. More than that it is said, it is for the remission of sin. It is done for the remission of sin. Secondly, the Lord's Supper is called a breaking of bread. Shall we turn to Acts chapter 2 verse 40 to 47? Acts chapter 2 from verse 40 to 47. It is not only Jesus did it, even though he thought his disciples should do this, it was followed by the early church, the Christians, soon after his death and resurrection, as he has taken to heaven, after he is taken to heaven. From verse 40. And with many other words he testified Peter, and exhorted them, saying, be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word, where? Gladly, gladly received the word where? Baptized. Is it in your Bible? Amen. And uh, that day, about 3,000 souls were Added to them. To whom? To the disciples, the church. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. So what we learn from here is, in this portion, the Lord's table is, or the breaking of bread is, for those who gladly, gladly receive the word, they are baptized. So the baptism is not by compulsion, not by force, 
it is for those who receive the word gladly if they receive the word gladly means definitely they understood it and they believed it they believe the word they believe the lord and those were baptized and they continued steadfastly in the apostle doctrine in the apostle fellowship in the apostle breaking of bread and in prayers they are called the christians and all who believed were together they were all together that is coming together in union all the time and they are continued together in one accord that what the scripture says one accord in the sense coming together means it is not in group physically of course it is in group but also spiritually in spirit in understanding in believing in following amen amen they were together in understanding the word believing the word and following the word and they are saved they are saved let us go to the third portion it is not only rest with the early church and what the paul says that is our regular scripture what we read the lord supper is an act of separation as well in first corinthians chapter 10 verse 21 the lord supper reminds us who we are and whose we are amen when you come to the lord supper it reminds us many things first thing who we are who are we who are we children of god and who we are belongs to belongs to amen belongs to god we have been called and chosen in christ second thessalonians chapter 2 verse 14 says we were chosen and there has been a separation from the world and reconciliation to god ephesians chapter 2 verse 16 we are called out people from where we are called from the world from the darkness we are called out what is the church means the people those who are called out and gathered together that is the church church is not the represent the meaning meaning of the building the church means even if it is eight or even two if the person is called out because the gospel says in the epistle says you are the temple of the living god you are the church when you called out from the world or from the darkness of the world you are the children of god when you come together there the lord blesses and be with us so no one can judge another motive another person's motive each must examine himself when we come together it reminds us we should examine ourselves as we partake the lord's table we examine ourselves as i said and the lord's supper is to call for repentance 
As it we read, read in the scripture, the Passover is for the remission of our sins. We should be reminded of. And that is not the end. Repent for our sins. If you are if you know that you are not forgiven, or even you are not forgiven others, that is the time you forgive, repent for your sins, and forgive the one whom you feel that you are not forgiven due to you, do it, then you come and have the communion. So the Lord's Supper is called to repentance. The Paul, Paul instructed this. You cannot partake the Lord's table and the uh, table of the Lord and the table of the demons. Sincerely, is called for the call for and hypocrisy is dispelled. In the sense, we should not come as an uh, hypocrites. We cannot hide anything because we cannot judge anyone. We have no authority or rights to judge. Anyone who come forward, it is you yourself, judge. That's what the scripture says. Fourthly, the Lord's Supper is an act of remembrance. That we read from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 to 32. Even Jesus Christ said, This too in remembrance of me. Do this. In remembrance of me. The same thing is written by Paul in Corinthians. We have a challenge before us. To remember. As we partake the Lord's Supper. We must discipline our minds. As I said. We must control any wandering thoughts. In our spirit. What are the, some of the things we remember once again is. We remember his name. We heard many, many, many things about the name of Christ. There is power in the name of Jesus Christ. There is deliverance in the name of Jesus Christ. We are all here only by the name of Jesus Christ. Because He has forgiven us. He has delivered us. As He delivered the Israelites from Egypt... He has delivered us from all kinds of bondages and sin. So when we come to the Lord's table, we remember that we are delivered and set free by the Lord, by His name. Amen? We remember His works. In a sense, the creation and the redemptive work of Jesus Christ, which He has done on the cross. We remember... His love. That is very easy to remember. Amen? Because everyone thought about it. Every religion talks about God is love, God is love, God is love. Why God is love? Why God is love? Even we say we believe that God is love all the time. We mean that. Why? All the time in the sense Yes. In one way, it is past, present and the future. And also, different situation with the circumstances. Whether you love him or not, God loves you. Amen? God loves you. 
whether you seek him or not he seeks you whether you pray or not or fellowship with him or not he always there to fellowship with you so these things we will remember whenever we come to the lord's table so we remember his exaltation we remember his death we remember his resurrection you mean we also remember what huh is coming that is most important if we don't believe and remember that there is no point in living and sitting here if you forget about the lord's coming you won't have fear only when you remember the lord is coming that should give you fear for some why to fear if you are not prepared yet to meet him if you are sure that you prepare yourself and whenever the lord comes i will be with him i will meet him for those who are for them it is a joy to remember the coming of the lord so it depends whether it is a joy or fear when you remember the coming of the lord the lord supper is there are much to say but let me go through it very quickly the lord supper is a bond of christian fellowship first corinthians chapter 10 verse 17 not only is the lord supper is a memorial meal and sharing meal and we as we partake lord supper we bear witnesses to the unity of the body of christ there is no superior or inferior at the lord's table the ground is level at the feet of the or the foot of cross or at the feet of jesus christ so whenever we come to him we don't think or remember that we are the superior in this way or we are the inferior in that way no the lord's table is prepared as a common for each and every one of us whether you are white or black whatever the dress you wear whatever the position you have whatever the possession you have doesn't matter whenever we come to the lord we are all equal amen do you believe that if you believe say amen to that thank you the community is he had called to unity as i said this bond was so strong in the early church as we read and it was shared one heart in one mind whenever we come together and when one suffered all suffer that's what happened in the early church that we should follow that means we should not only love for one another and we should also care for one another when we come together these are all the things we acknowledge from ourselves in our spirit when we are coming together in one accord in one spirit in oneness we should remember all these things and acknowledge that is the acknowledgement and acceptance of you understood what it means to you the lord supper is the table 
should prevent all the bitterness and backbiting among those who share a place in the body of Christ. If you have anything behind you, it's the time for you to ask the Lord for His forgiveness. It should let you there come forward to take part in this after you confess before the Lord. And you have peace. After having peace, you can come. Finally, the Lord's Supper is a powerful proclamation. In First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 26, as we partake the Lord's Supper, we preach a powerful sermon. We proclaim the Lord's death. We are not proclaim the birth of Christ. We proclaim the death of Christ. Amen? Amen? Why the death is most important? We know when we come to the last table. What we remember? He suffered. He has burned. He suffered. And he was wounded. He died. And he was buried. He rose again. And he is living. Amen? For you and me. So, we proclaim the death. Without the death of Christ, we should not be here. We believe in the death of Jesus Christ. The death of Jesus Christ alone gave us the victory. Death of Jesus Christ alone gave us the assurance that our sins are forgiven, even though we confess before Him. And the blood of Jesus Christ was shed as a remission of our sins. Whenever we come together here and as a gather or as an individual, we should know from our heart our sins are forgiven. It is by the blood of Jesus Christ. So we proclaim that. So we preach the same thing. It affirms that faith is alive and well. It is not the faith it is once in for all. It is not yesterday's faith. Today will help you. Today... That your faith has to be renewed. Your salvation you have to work out until the Lord's coming. Salvation it is not once and for all. We received it and we have stored it. No. It is impossible. You may not have the same faith when you accepted Christ in your life. So when you come to the Lord's table, you remember the day the Lord touched you. You remember the day you confess of your sins. You, you remember the day you are assured the Lord has forgiven your sins. You remember the day you accepted Christ, Jesus Christ, as the Lord and Savior of your life. And you remember the day you testify the forgiveness of your sin in your life. And you also declare His coming. As a conclusion... It is the Lord's table or the Lord's supper is the time of coming in union. Believe it? Say Amen to that. It is the time of fellowship. Believe? You are in that same fellowship? Those who believe say Amen. It is the time of remembrance. Only this much? You believe? It is a time of remembrance. 
Amen. It is an act of celebration. It is an act of worship. It is an act of proclamation. It is the commandment of God we do. Commandment means little bit hesitate, reluctant. Why we cannot follow everything? Do you have that doubt? You should not have that doubt. It is the commandment of God to do it. Thank you. It is an ordinator of church. We follow. Now, who can participate in the Lord's table? As all of you, all, I said all, most of the things. It is for his own people. Now in the New Testament, we can say it is for his disciples. His followers. Amen? You are the one God has chosen. Only this many people will come forward today. Those who are, didn't say Amen, they may not take part. Do you mean that? This is the ordinance of the church. And with those who believe, Lord Jesus Christ as the Lord can take participate in this Lord's table. It is for those who accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. It is for those who repent and confess above their sins. It is for those who believe Jesus Christ died for their sins and rose again. Now you are picking up because you are coming to the end. Amen? It is for those who are willing to obey the Lord and he command, whatever He commanded us to do. Very good. These are all the oneness. What we have seen in the Old Testament, in the Exodus, and also in the New Testament, what the Lord Jesus Christ has taught us. There are some differences. How many of you understood or known or noticed? I do not know. There are some differences. You know? The first difference? Why Passover has to be followed? Passover has to? Why they are instructed or commanded to have Passover on that day? To be? To be saved their life. Without, if the Lord passes over their houses, if there is no blood on the lentil or the doorpost, the Lord will curse, take them away, slash them. And those who are having the blood on their doorpost, they will be saved. So the Passover was prepared or followed to be saved. And this table which kept before you is for those who are saved. So this table is not no more going to save you. Baptism is not going to save you. 
that is after you acceptance you confess after your conversion you identify as a witness as a witness to go to the lord in what is the baptism in the same way those this table is kept for those who are saved not to be saved amen do you, it is clear for you and the second thing and the passover was prepared and followed in their own houses individually it is not coming in union like this do you know that notice that the passover was followed individually but this communion is followed and prepared come in union together we will have the bread and the wine together that is the another difference the one of the last and the great difference is there why in the old testament they uh put the blood on the door first why they have the fear of death even after i don't know i am doubtful even after the putting the blood of the lamb on the door post some of them may be sitting inside with the fear do you agree that do you agree that some of them may be with that even though they obeyed that doesn't mean everything is granted some of them may be with sitting inside with the fear what will happen whether will be saved or not but this is not with a fear with all gladness and joy and we celebrate this these are all the differences amen shall we close our eyes and look to the lord and prepare ourselves to let's look unto the lord the message is quite clear the commandment of god is always very clear and is always easy to follow acts for grace to obey him completely father in the name of jesus mighty god we thank you for your word this afternoon father we thank you for blessing us so much father we thank you for the richness that is in your word your word that is able to set free your word that is able to deliver your word that is able to make whole thank you for speaking to our hearts blessed be your name lord jesus in jesus name we are prayed praise the lord it's time to partake of the communion the table is set uh we do read in first corinthians 11 but because of our time i will ask you to pay attention to the last two verses of first corinthians 11 23 to 30 i'm going to read from new living translation of 29 and 30 first corinthians 11 for if you eat the bread or drink the cup without honoring the body of christ you are eating and drinking 
God's judgment upon yourself. 30. That is why many of you are weak and sick, and some have even died. The commandment of God is clear. We are to repent of every known sin to us, and we are to come in repentance, rejoicing, celebrating Him, even as we partake this day. If you are in any known sin and not ready to repent of it, please stay back from participating. The consequence of disobeying the word of God is grievous. Taking Holy Communion either out of shame or in pretense that you are living right is dangerous. And anyone that partake unworthily who come under the line of fire of the, the Holy God, the consuming fire. Let's close our eyes. Let's prepare ourselves. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, King of glory, this afternoon, O Lord, even as you are spoken to us, Father, the power to obey you completely release into our lives in the name of Jesus. As we partake today, Father, let fresh anointing, let fresh fire, let fresh unction, let fresh power from the throne of grave envelop our lives in the name of Jesus. Thank you for hearing us, Daddy. In Jesus' name, we are praying.